I'm Cassie Hilbron, and this is the Cook It Real Good podcast, bringing you shortcuts to success in the kitchen. is all about buying less groceries. Today I'm talking to Sarah from the popular blog Yes and Yes. Sarah is a writer, educator, and speaker who helps people spend their time, money, and energy on purpose. Sarah and I discuss her no grocery challenge and how we can run our own. I have become acutely aware of the issue of food waste since becoming a food blogger, and I have made it my mission in recent years to try and minimize my household food waste. This is where Sarah's No Grocery Challenge comes in. It's about taking a good look at what we already have and thinking outside the box as to what we can prepare for our three meals every day. A No Grocery Challenge can also save you time and money. Have you ever found yourself popping to the grocery store during the week for just one more thing and leaving with $40 less in your pocket? Well, avoiding the grocery store altogether is one way to cut that down. I really got so much out of this conversation with Sarah, and I know that you will too. This episode, as always, is sponsored by my website, cookitrealgood.com. If you haven't had a chance to check it out yet, it's filled with quick, easy, and healthy recipes with a little indulgence sprinkled in between for good measure. You will also find all of the show notes for today's episode there. Simply head to cookitrealgood.com slash three. Now let's dive into today's topic. Hi, Sarah, and welcome to the podcast. Hello, thank you for having me. I am so excited to have you on today. One of my biggest focuses this year has been trying to minimize food waste. Mm -hmm. And I regularly watch your Instagram stories and see you making meals out of seemingly nothing (laughs) or just a few ingredients. And this is all part of your no grocery challenge. And I just knew I had to get you on here to tell us more about it. Oh, yes. I am like awkwardly passionate about (laughs) about food waste. Yes. Well, I'm so happy to have this. But before we start, can I get you to tell us about your last cooking fail? Oh, God, my last cooking fail. Um, Oh, well, I would say I'm not sure it was necessarily a cooking fail, but um, so my husband was um, traveling for 11 days. And during the time he was gone, I was also going to be traveling for like four of those days. And so I figured like, I'm going to really just completely empty out the fridge because he's not coming back for a while. I'm going to be gone. I'm just going to like get us, I'm just like going to get down to absolute bare bones. Um, and so before I, I did my no grocery challenge and I didn't put it on Instagram stories because it was like not inspirational because it was, it was literally, um, all brand cereal or like some pickles and cubed cheese. Like it was not, it was not Instagram friendly. And I literally got down to, I'm not, I'm not exaggerating at all. In my fridge, there was a jar with two pickles in it, one red onion, and then a paintbrush and condiments. Um, and so that's like great. But then when you fly home and you land at 7 PM and you arrive home and that's what is in your fridge, you question the wisdom of having done that. So I'm not sure if that was necessarily a cooking fail, but sort of just like a general food and like planning fail. Oh yes. I have definitely come home to an empty fridge after a holiday and being like, uh, what am I going to (laughs) eat? Yeah. Yep. 
But it's such a good idea to like clear it out every once in a while, like get down to zero so you can build back up. Mm -hmm. And then really like very intentionally build it back up, like not, you know, just buying something because it was on sale or like the stuff that's always in the fridge because like somebody ate it and then abandoned it. But like truly really thinking like, what is the food that I want to eat? And then going out and purposely getting, you know, like the exact type of yolk. Like there is, I have very strong feelings about what type of Greek yogurt I want. And, you know, if I'm not doing the grocery shopping, I don't always get that Greek yogurt. But, you know, like really intentionally buying the type of food, the the brand of food, even like... We all have ideas about how we like our bananas, you know, like buying that stuff the way you want instead of just sort of like fussing around with stuff that you're not really that into that, you know, then gathers mold in the back corner. Yes. Thank you for saying that. Oh, my gosh. I have definitely been guilty in the past of buying things that you're like, oh, I'll just get it because it's on sale. But yes. I'm not really that thrilled about it. And then you pick at it and probably don't use it. And then it ends up in the bin anyway. So it's actually wasting yeah. money, not saving. It. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I say don't shop for the person. Don't stop shopping for the person you wish you were. Yes. Like, I don't. I don't really like salads. Like I love vegetables, but like leaf based salads, I do not enjoy. I wish I did, but I don't. And so like for years, I would like periodically buy bagged salad mixes and then try and make myself enjoy them. And I didn't. And they would just rot in the crisper. Um, And so now I don't buy them. Like I know what vegetables I like and I buy those vegetables, but I I'm not really that into salad. And that's okay. That's absolutely okay. okay. I love that. Buy for the person you are, not the person you wish you are. I'm I'm going to remember that in the grocery store now. I love that. And it applies to everything that you're buying. Like, stop buying going out dresses if you don't go out. Like, stop buying high heels if you never wear them. Stop, like, renting an apartment that has a guest room when you never have overnight guests. Oh. This is this is why I wanted you on. Such good ideas. <laughs> All right. Well, let's start off. And I mean, we've kind of touched on it a little bit already, but can you just tell us about what the no grocery challenge is? Why should we do it? How do we do it? Let's go. Absolutely. So the no grocery challenge, the way I do it is the last week of every month, I do not, I completely forgo grocery shopping and I cook exclusively with what is in my fridge, cupboards and freezer. Um, And to sort of preface this, I have a very normal sized kitchen. It's not, you know, like I know your listeners might have, you know, they're familiar with American movies and the kitchens in the, in American movies. My kitchen is, doesn't look like that. (laughs) It's very, it's very normal sized. Um, So I, I, I don't go grocery shopping that last week and I just cook exclusively with um, what is in my kitchen. And I do that to get rid of leftovers, to reduce food waste. I also hate going grocery shopping. So selfishly, that's one less time that I have to go grocery shopping. Um, And it's actually, it has actually turned out to be an incredibly fun challenge um, to, it has made me more inventive. It's made me a better cook. It's made me a better baker. It has, um, like generally boosted my confidence in the kitchen. Um, It has helped me. I've learned new recipes that I otherwise would never have encountered because I wasn't Googling like, what can you make with split peas? Um, So I do it the last week of every month. I put it on Instagram and I usually, the way I usually do it is I like show the before, like here are the ingredients that I'm working with. And then I show the after, um, which people love because you'd be a mate, you know, like you would not think like, oh, here's some bacon fat and an old hot dog bun. Like, what is she going to do with that? Um, 
Yeah. And it's, I, it, it's great. It's super fun. People love it. Um, and I get tons of DMS from people who try the same thing themselves and are amazed by how much money they can save and how much waste they're reducing just by skipping grocery shopping once a month. I am so with you on the hating grocery shopping. Like I think I'm a weird food blogger for that reason, but seriously, I, I go there like three times a week and I'm like, okay. so anytime that I can fashion up something in my fridge without having to go to the shops, I love it. Um, and I love the idea of just like once a month having a ban on it and just trying to see what you can do with it. And I mean, we all have so much stuff, even just in our oh pantries. Gosh, yes. There you go. Let's clear that out. Let's make some space and see what we've got. And then you're, you're so right. You might actually start to figure out what you could do with that errant can of black beans in mm-hmm. the back of the cupboard that you've never done anything yes. with. Like it's such a good idea. Mm-hmm. All right. And so there's also things that we can do to I guess, make the most of what we have already, even if we aren't doing like a traditional no grocery challenge. Um, So Mm -hmm. things like, what about, do you have any tips for storing food to make it last longer? Oh gosh, yes. Um, So I would say, um, and nobody wants to hear this, but you can't just like take all your fruits and vegetables and put them in the fridge and then expect them to last for three weeks. Like different things need to be stored differently. Um, Some things like shouldn't be refrigerated and when you refrigerate them, you ruin them. Um, Some things I imagine your reader or your listeners know um, if you put apples or bananas near other fruit or vegetables, it, um, they, produce a a gas, I think, that that ripens other things around them really quickly. Um, So first of all, like actually kind of, you know, put in the time to figure out how you should be storing this stuff. Um, I also, controversial opinion alert, do not use the crisper in the traditional way because what we usually put in the crisper is fruits and vegetables. um, And they're And those are things that, you know, maybe we're less inclined to reach for. We're more likely to reach for like the leftover pizza or whatever. Um, So when it's out of sight, um, we're less likely to eat it and we leave it in there and it rots. Um, So I actually use the crisper drawers for things that I want to eat less of. So if there are any like leftover baked goods or mayonnaise or I could eat um, dates. I could eat dates with peanut butter like all blessed day. Um, And so like all the stuff that I am trying to eat less of, I put in the crisper drawer and I put all of my produce at eye level. And I also put in the effort to figure out like how to store it correctly. Um, The other thing that I do is I don't, I always store things in um, clear containers because when something's in an opaque container, we become blind to it and we're a million times um, more likely to overlook it and forget about it and not eat it. So even though it's a total hassle, like if you get home and you, you know, have some takeout from a, from a restaurant that's in like a little white paper Chinese basket or like an opaque container, I know it's annoying, but I would really encourage you to transfer it to a clear container because you're totally going to forget about it if it's in a, uh, if it's in an opaque container. I love that. And I've actually, watching your stories, I have seen you are the queen of taking your containers to the restaurants with you and taking your leftovers. Yes. Such a good idea. Yes. And I mean, you'll feel weird. I mean, this, I mean, maybe people... Are you Australian? You're Australian? Yes. Um, I mean, maybe Australians are better about that, but like, it is very weird that I do that. Um, <laughs> I, I've got no like shame with mini- that, so that's fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, like, I, <laughs> like I, why, would I, why would I use more plastic than I don't need to? Um, and maybe in like Minneapolis, nobody cares. But like when I'm in outstate Minnesota, people are totally like, what is happening? But you know what? 
whatever. Like the world would be a better place if we all used less plastic. The world would be a better place if we wasted less food. And also I'm never going to see these people again. Um, so, so like be like your grandma, bring your own Tupperware, you know, take the rest of the chips from the Mexican restaurant, take the rest of the bread basket. They're literally just going to throw it away. And if food waste, the, the amount of methane that, um, food waste produces if food waste were a country the amount of greenhouse gases it produces would be behind only china and the u.s so like that's how serious food waste is that's how much of effect uh, an effect it has on climate change so like i know it feels awkward to like take the free bread from the restaurant but like legit you're doing the right thing absolutely and you know just to touch on what you were saying before about the clear containers um, probably about a year ago, I started just always having like clear glass containers in my fridge. And you're so right that all of a sudden everything just gets eaten really quickly because you can see it and you're like, oh, I've got to eat that. All right. I won't make something else. I'll eat that. And um, yeah. even my dad used to do it when we were kids. He would cut up fruit and put it in clear containers so that we would eat it. And you're right. If it's in the crisper, I'll forget about it. But if it's front and center, when you open up, you're like, all right, fine. I'll have the watermelon. <laughs> yes, absolutely. All right. Now we, we did just talk about food waste being such a huge problem. How can we change our mindset to facilitate reducing the food waste? Well, I think it depends on sort of what your personal pain points are. Um, in the states, the average American family wastes $1,500 a year on food they don't eat. And so maybe that's the information that like makes you change your mind. Um, maybe the fact that you hate grocery shopping and if you went to the grocery store one fewer time every week, that would save you like four hours over the course of the month. Maybe that's your entry point. Maybe you care about climate change. So that's your entry point. Maybe you like feeling capable and confident um, in the kitchen and you like a creative challenge, maybe that's your entry point. There are, there are so many reasons to try this, but I think it, it honestly depends on what, what your narrative is around this stuff and what motivates you. Because there are people who are in a financial position where losing $1,500 a year doesn't matter. That's not a motivator, but they are very motivated by their carbon footprint. Um, there are people who don't particularly care about their carbon footprint, but they hate going to the grocery store and the thought of going less is what motivates them. So I would say it honestly depends on you and what your motivators are, but I can assure you there are many reasons to do it. And if you can kind of find the one that that taps into you and your motivations, it can sort of jumpstart the whole thing. That is that's actually such great advice because you're right. It's not a one size fits all. Um, what motivates me to do something will be different to what motivates you. But once you find that, it really is the mm -hmm. thing that will keep you going. So if it is the money, I mean, that's great. $1,500 in our pocket every year is really going to help. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But there is a lot of us who, from an environmental perspective, want to change. So I think that's a good thing to keep in mind too. Now, Sarah, you teach a lot about habits. What are some good habits that we can create around cooking and prepping food that will help with food waste? Um, I would say the easiest thing to start with is before you go grocery shopping. This is so easy, but most of us don't do it. Just look at what you already have. <laughs> like, 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 look at what's in the fridge and then plan the upcoming meals based on what you already have. Like, okay, you have a ton of carrots and some rutabagas. Okay, then let's, you know, buy 
another root vegetable and we'll do a bunch of roasted vegetables. Or you have a ton of noodles. Okay, let's buy some marinara sauce. You have a bunch of tomatoes. Okay, let's make tomato soup and grilled cheese sandwiches. So like a very, very easy thing to do is just look at what you have before you go grocery shopping. Um, I would also say, and again, this is probably really obvious, but don't go grocery shopping when you're hungry. And also, if, if it's at all possible, don't go grocery shopping like when you're in a foul mood, like after work, after like a fight with your partner or something. Um, because when we are hungry, when we're angry, when we're lonely, when we're tired, we spend so much more than we do when we're in a good mindset. Um, so if at all possible, go shopping when you're not hungry and when you're not, when you're not hungry or hateful, um, that will make things a lot better. Um, also if you know yourself well enough to know that you are inclined to buy, you have a hard time shopping off a list. Um, in the States, we have something called Instacart. Yes, I've seen that. Just, yeah. yeah. Um, and I admit, or, or like if you guys have some like TaskRabbit or if you have some sort of platform that allows you to like basically hire strangers to do sort of little tasks for you, it can actually be helpful to hire someone to do your grocery shopping for you because they are not going to deviate from the list. They are not going to like spontaneously buy cookies that are on sale. Um, so it can be worth, you know, the extra 10 bucks or whatever um, to, to order your groceries if you know that you have a tendency to buy things that you don't actually want or need when you do the grocery shopping yourself. I love those ideas. And also, I mean, it's kind of twofold. You're helping with the food waste problem, but you're also saving money that way. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. Like the, like we, so, um, I'm married and I have two teenage stepsons and, you know, teenage boys eat like crazy. Um, and so we have a pretty big, grocery bill every month. So when I do the gro no grocery challenge, I can save between 70 and $150 a week um, by skipping grocery shopping. Oh my gosh. And that's the same for everybody. Like if you skip a week of grocery shopping, you will save a lot of money plus all the time, you know, that you spend just popping to the store for one ingredient. And then you somehow like are there for an hour and spend $60. Yes, exactly. Oh man. I, <laughs> I, I've, Think when you're talking about not going to the grocery store in a foul mood, I think of all of the times when I've gone in a cranky mood and I'm just like, give me all the chocolate. And that is always oh, yeah. a regret behind. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. Or, or even like, you know maybe or you were at happy hour with your girlfriends and like they're all talking about dieting and then you go grocery shopping and you start like buying slim fast and salads even though you don't like those and you're not going to eat them or you know you're at happy hour and everybody spent the whole time like complaining about the boss and so then you like go grocery shopping and you buy you know a bunch of chocolate and wine and all these things because now you're in a foul mood and you want to like eat yourself out of it oh, such good advice now, I'm just thinking, so if we want to do our own no grocery challenge and say, you know, you're looking in your fridge and you've got a few bits and pieces, but you're not quite sure what to do with them. Do you just suggest maybe like Googling recipes or is there a good resource yeah, for it? Honestly, um, I use um, the rest the the website that I particularly love is all recipes um, because it is user submitted recipes and they just have like the reviews and like feedback are phenomenal. You know, so there's the recipe and then there's like the most helpful positive review and the person will say like, oh, you know, I added this or I didn't add that. Um, so I love all recipes and they have an ingredient search function. Um, so you just type in 
the ingredients that you have. And what I have found is the more grocery challenges you do, the more confident you become in your cooking skills. And also you like you will start to realize like, oh, I can just take pretty much any vegetable and like roast it and then toss it with pasta and whatever cheese I have. Or like I can just make a frittata out of almost anything or you know, like you will realize like these are the 10 or 15 dishes that I can make with almost any ingredient. The other thing that I think is helpful to um, learn if you're not really familiar with like sort of spices and flavorings, you know, like Mexican food, Mediterranean food, Asian food, like they all have specific flavor profiles and using certain spices and herbs, you can make, you can make like tofu or rice or bread, you know, or, or noodles taste like pad thai or, you know, like roasted Mediterranean vegetables, like just with the, the um, spices and herbs that you have in your pantry, you can take very similar ingredients and make them taste and feel completely different. That's so true. And as soon as you learn about the different spice mixes and it's that they're, they're not hard to grasp, but you know, when you're not, when you're not used to it, it will be all new. But even if you open up your spice cabinet, whatever you have in there at the moment, you could probably make like 10 different variations for 10 different cu- cuisines and you just don't realize. Um, and you're right it Mm -hmm. does change something that's so simple and could probably taste pretty crappy by itself put a couple of seasonings in there and it turns into this delicious dish yeah yes and and the other thing that i tell people um is that i like i always think it's important to take the 30 extra seconds to make your meal look nice like you deserve you deserve to have a lovely dining experience like you don't have to pay $40 for a restaurant meal. You don't have to wait till you're having a meal with somebody else like you yourself, even if you're just like eating at home in your yoga pants, like you deserve to be eating on a plate at a table, not standing up and eating out of a Tupperware container, standing in front of the fridge. And I think when you're doing a new, a no grocery challenge, it can be, uh, it can, it can feel, if you're not careful, it can feel sort of like deprivational or sort of like chintzy and like, ugh, I'm just eating a bunch of leftovers, like, ugh. but so like, I think when you're doing a no grocery challenge, it's even more important, like plate it nicely, like cut up some herbs or like drizzle some olive oil, eat it sitting down with a placemat and a napkin, like spend the extra truly 30 seconds to make it look nice. And you will be amazed what a difference it makes. Also, like I have made no grocery challenge things and served them at brunch to my incredibly bougie friends. And they were like, this is the best frittata ever. And I'm like, it is literally old blue cheese from the cheese drawer and like a sad sweet potato that I found in the back of my cupboard. But, you know, and then I pulled um, some thyme out of the a pot on my deck. But when you put it together nicely, it seems like it's, you know, a $25 frittata from a fancy cafe. Absolutely. It's amazing what you can do with just what you have on hand. And you're right. Make, taking the little effort to make it nice for you, it, it's about how you feel about eating it. It shouldn't be just like a yeah. you know, chowing something down quickly to run off to the next thing. If you're making yourself a meal, you know, treat yourself nice. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And something that I've heard from a lot of people who've done the no grocery challenges, they might have a partner or children um, who are very resistant to eating leftovers. Um, so first of all, you don't have to tell, like if you are the person who is in charge of grocery shopping and cooking, you don't, and you know that the people that you share meals with are going to be resistant to it. Like you don't need to tell them that you're doing it. Like, like you can just cook stuff. Um, and also if somebody is resistant to it, like putting in that extra effort, 
um, can really sort of go the extra mile to like getting them on board with doing it instead of like, you know, giving them a Tupperware full of heated up lasagna and being like, this is what we do now. Like they, they are, you're not going to convert anyone doing that. <laughs> That's a really good point. And I, I like that. that. What they don't know won't hurt. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. And also like if they're not cooking or shopping, like they don't get to tell you how to do it. Yes. Thank you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right. Well, Sarah, finish us off. Can you please tell us what is your go-to gr- no grocery challenge meal so you've kind of touched on that you can make like passes and soups and things like that is there one that you kind of default to regularly um so i love to make sort of what i call like fake out pesto and what i mean by that is pretty much any soft herb so basil cilantro um, parsley anything that doesn't have a woody stem plus pretty much any nut plus pretty much any oil um either lemon juice or lime juice, um, garlic, salt, pepper. And I like, I like nutritional yeast instead of, um, instead of cheese. Um, and so like just that combination, put it in my Nutribullet, make a pesto-y situation. Um, and then I like to do that on top of zoodles, um, or real noodles, or sometimes like a, like a bowl with quinoa and roasted vegetables, but just like sort of my fake out pesto that is just like herbs plus nut plus oil and whatever else. Um, it's delicious. Like it's like lick the plate delicious. Um, and then just put it on stuff that you would normally put pesto on top of. That actually sounds amazing. Yeah, It's so good. It's so oh, good. That, that doesn't even sound like something that you're scrounging around at the bottom of the fridge. Bowl. No, that sounds it's really, really lovely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really nice. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for coming on today. Before you go, can you please let our listeners know where to find you and if they want to know some more information about the No Grocery Challenge? Yes. Um, so my blog is called Yes and Yes. Um, and if you just Google Yes and Yes No Grocery Challenge, I wrote a giant blog post about, like, why you should try it. And I also wrote an ebook about, like, sort of the specifics of this is how you store stuff. This is how you revive food that you thought was bad. Here's here are like building block recipes. Um, here's how to like navigate it with the people in your life. Here's what to do if you do need to like go to the grocery store a little bit. Um, so Google yes and yes, no grocery challenge. And you'll find that. And um, if you follow me on Instagram, um, my handle is yes and yes blog. Um, and the last week of every month, I blog about my no grocery challenges and you can see what I make out of bacon fat and old hot dog buns. Yeah. Yes. And we'll link all of those. Um, we'll pop, sorry, we'll pop all those links in the show notes as well if you want to go there to find them. Well, I'm feeling very inspired to do my own no grocery challenge. I've sort of dabbled a little bit in, I usually do like Sundays is my day where I'm like, whatever's in the fridge, we just have that. Like I'm not cooking, not doing anything, but I'm, I'm actually really wanting to extend it to a week now. You've inspired me. So I'm going to give it a go. You can totally do it. Like if you're a food blogger, you absolutely like are a good enough cook to do it. And I think that like, it's a fun challenge. Yes. That's what, that's what I like about Like that's my favorite things about our Sundays is that I'll open the fridge. I'll be like, all right, we're going to have the a randomest meal today because yeah i'm just gonna get bits and bops but it tastes delicious like i'm always excited to eat yes. it <laughs> yeah absolutely oh all right well thank you so much sarah thank you i have learned so much from sarah over the past few years of following her and from this conversation with her today if you aren't already following her on Instagram, I would say you need to get on it just to see these awesome meals that she comes up with with what seems like virtually nothing. It is so impressive. Whether you're wanting to cut down on your groceries because of money, 
food waste or environmental reasons, or even just to try and save time. I'm sure that you've got lots of great ideas from this episode. I haven't had a full no grocery week yet, but I've definitely started to try and make do with what I have already at home, then ducking out to the shop for one more thing. Don't forget to check out the show notes from today's episode at cookitrealgood.com slash three. That's it from me. Have a great week and don't just cook, cook it real good. Bye. Bye.